0: A moment I want to build on the subject I have seen the Lord hashtag believe her I have seen the Lord hashtag believe her growing up in church I'm a church girl I learned quickly that there were 12 chosen disciples named in the gospel accounts perhaps you've heard that classic disciple song there were 12 disciples. Jesus called to help him. Simon, Peter, Andrew, James, his brother John, Philip, Thomas, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon, Judas, and Bartholomew. He has called us to. He has called us to. We are his disciples. I am one and you. And as a young girl, I remember being a little confused by this song that named my potential to share in the discipleship of Jesus when there were no women named in the line followers of Jesus are often called disciples you didn't have to be a member of the chosen 12 to follow Jesus I I know you know way before there was Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and snapchat Jesus was known for having a whole lot of followers the gospel records that on many occasions during Jesus's life and ministry that he was followed by a multitude of followers Everyday folk like you and I were fascinated by Jesus' miraculous wonders, captivated by his glory, mesmerized by his love for people, beckoned by his justice, seeking call of liberation, and stunned by his dedication and ministry. And surely Jesus had followers who were women. The synoptic stress that certain women traveled with Jesus even along the chosen twelve. There were some young women and some middle aged women. There were some old women and women who were delivered, like the woman with the issue of blood. Women who had been released, like the bit woman. Women who were healed, like Simon's mother in law. Widow women who were restored, like the widow at Nain. Girl children who were going to be. Women like Jairus's daughter, busy women like Martha, intelligent women like Mary, rich women like Joanna, and resourceful women like Susanna were known as Jesus' followers, following him closely from the crowd and following him from the back. Many women were there. Perhaps so many of them were there that they couldn't all be named. I imagine every Sunday was Women's Day with Jesus. Because there was an overwhelming majority of women who followed him faithfully from birth to ministry, from the cross to the tomb, from the grave to glory. And I'm certain that there were many women following Jesus then, because as I surveyed the room on this morning, there are a whole bunch of women following Jesus now. And so when I was young... I accepted that there were only 12 special followers of Jesus, but now that I'm old, that I'm growing old, I, I'm a little bit more serious about this thing now. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to unwrap the hidden figures of the gospels whose names are undertold and stories are eclipsed, but who remind us of the liberating witness of the gospel. And I am convinced that there is no gospel of Jesus Christ without women. If you ignore the histories of the women within the narrative of Jesus Christ, then you have missed the good news. And so I'm drawn to this morning. A woman who I call the 13th disciple gives us a glimpse of the power of the resurrection. There is something about Mary's witness. It marks, for us, the true Christian disciple. And this is where we land ourselves in the text this morning. The book of John, whose author is anonymous, but some believe it to be John, the son of Zebedee, or the beloved disciples, pens this text with an agenda to illustrate Jesus as the one sent from heaven. Unlike the synoptic gospels, John has no geology. Or birth narratives. John just begins straight up. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Jesus as the word meant. Jesus was the one sent out by God to do work in the world. Jesus represented the incarnation of God as the enfleshment of divinity in humanity. That's why the Bible says, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us, and we have seen his glory. Full of grace and truth. There are no parables in John, but there is a theological decoration of a miracle working God. Boltman says that John deals with signs, pointing us to the revelation of God in Jesus. It is John's gospel that connects Jesus with God, and that's why Jesus runs all around saying, I am the bread of life yeah. the living bread who came down from heaven for the person who hungers and thirsts for righteousness i am the light of the world yeah. the person who is stuck in a gloomy and dark situation who needs the light of life i am the door yeah. The one who opens the door of salvation that no man can shut. I am the good shepherd. The kind of shepherd who will leave the 99 and pursue the one lost sheep. I am the resurrection and the life. He is the one that gives us the abundance of, of a life of a believer. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Following Jesus puts us on a path to be joined with our Creator. I am the true vine, the branch that remains us and in us so that we might bear fruit in the world. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, the author and the finisher of our faith. It is John's gospel that reveals to us that that common refrain, for God so loved the world. The gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him would not perish. But God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. And I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so glad Jesus saves. My, my grandma I say Jesus is still in the saving business. That We are experiencing a salvation that is past, present, and future. We are saved, and we were saved, and we are even being saved. It is Jesus' birth and life and ministry and death that makes liberation possible. And every now and then when I look back over my life, and I see the doors that had been closed in my face, and I... I see some of the difficult people that Jesus shut out my life. I see some of the situations that I escaped. I know it was nobody but Jesus. I can't get no help up in here that, that saved me from something. Jesus is still in the saving business. That's why Jesus came to bring good news to the dispossessed like the woman at the well to release the captives like the woman caught in adultery to to, to liberate the oppressed like the mother like his own mother at the foot of the cross. And to make it plain this morning it is Jesus' radically inclusive justice seeking spirit filled truth telling wisdom bearing ministry that sets him up to be crucified oh everybody don't like what you're doing what you're doing what you're doing what you're doing they don't they don't like what you're doing it was that which jesus was doing that set him up to be killed And in John 19, the Bible says that Jesus was arrested and beat and flogged and draped in a purple robe. He was mocked by a lynch mob, forced to carry the cross by himself. A sign saying the king of Jews was posted above his head. The militarized police had divided his clothes. They fed him a sponge of hyssop on a branch. They pierced him in the side. They crucified and buried him in a borrowed tomb. Surely Jesus died on Calvary. And perhaps you remember, following the crucifixion, that the chosen, now 11 disciples, were scattered. The men who had been traveling for three years had been lynched publicly they had saw jesus being lynched publicly and buried in a tomb these men who had relied on jesus as their hope had no clue how to live out their hope now When Jesus died a little bit of them died too. Their witness died and their passion died. Their pursuit died. Judas was betrayed. Judas who betrayed Jesus was now dead and and many of the the, the disciples who were left were overtaken by grief. And they were they were scattered Some like the, the beloved disciple were busy making new house arrangements to welcome Jesus's mother But others they were depressed and in denial in distraught and frustrated and in the Some of them were even unemployed And had a failing income because you remember they left their jobs to follow Jesus Some had no homes to go back to because they left their families for almost three years to follow a radical rebel rouser named Jesus. A, A few of them were even on the run fleeing for their own lives. And the large crowd who once followed Jesus was now missing in action. And there were only 11 the chosen and a few faithful followers who were left to deal with the scars if you are familiar or understand or even are a follower of Jesus Christ then you you know this bookend story pretty well that he died on Friday laid in the grave on I am Baptist all day Saturday But on the third day, somebody say early. Jesus got up from the grave and Edwin Hawkins, say, got up with all power in his hands. The disciples were scattered in mind and body and spirit. And they couldn't even go to Jesus' tomb days after he was buried. But thank God for the women. Somebody tell your name, thank God for the women women that were at the tomb it is because of the women like Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome and those who had prepared his body along the side of Joseph those who had only days after his body had been placed in the tomb they still went to see Jesus and were the first to see to go to the tomb even when Jesus homeboys were scattered Although each of the resurrection stories are unique, all four gospel accounts tell us that it was the women who were first to encounter an empty tomb and first to hear the angelic message on the first day of the week saying he is not here, but he is risen. And it shouldn't surprise you that many of those women weren't believed. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the Bible gives us a glimpse of a culture of disbelieving women. But that culture is historical. I like how Woman is trailboys Katie Cannon said, even when your truth is deemed a lie, tell it anyway. The Bible gives. another glimpse that sometimes because Jesus used the least likely expected candidates to serve as mouthpieces for the good news that they weren't believed and that shouldn't surprise you that that happened in the Bible because it's happening now we're living in a culture that disbelieves women's stories but i am just going to tell you on today i believe women I, i believe the women who first announced the news of the resurrection that that the brothers ignored i I also believe the women who came forward expressing violation against Bill Cosby. I also believe Professor Anita Hill and Professor Christine Ford because I just believe women. I I I believe women when they share their truth. I believe when they are used as the least likely candidates to be mouthpieces of. I just believe women. The gospel writers make clear that the women were first empowered to tell the good news of Jesus' resurrection. I can't leave this message without giving you a few points to go home with. And I think what Mary teaches us, we ought to just believe her. She teaches us some lessons and that is first, do not despise the messenger. I came on assignment to tell you. Your next word from the Lord might come from some unexpected places and even some unexpected people when God is trying to tell you something, it it might come from the least likely persons, but don't deny a word of life because you refuse to hear an unlikely messenger. It might be your neighbor it, it might be the person you don't like but don't despise the messenger and miss the word of the Lord for your life in our text this morning John presents an account of Jesus' resurrection with a deep emphasis not on a group of women who encounter but on Mary's story and the text says Early. early on the first day of the week while it was still dark she was the first to encounter an empty tomb she was the first to go to Peter and others saying they have moved Jesus and we don't know where he laid him. and she was the first even after the disciples looked in the tomb and saw nothing there they went on home but Mary Stayed by by the tomb, she stayed there weeping. It is clear that John is painting us a picture of Mary's discipleship as different. There is something special about Mary. Though much speculation has been formed about her character, John makes it clear you can't deny her faithfulness. Her name means loved by Yahweh. She was from a prosperous town, a Magdala, from the Sea of Galilee. She's named in Luke 8 and Mark 16 as the delivered woman who was cast out from seven demons. But John doesn't tell us that story. John tells us about her discipleship. Often she was falsely condemned as an ex-prostitute. Nobody should have believed her because of her condition and wrongly accused even because she was a city woman they thought who had washed Jesus' feet. But the text doesn't tell us that that was her at all. Of all the names of women written in gospel accounts, Mary Magdalene's name is often listed first and singled out, appearing 14 times in John's gospel. For Jesus favored Mary, and folks have tried to qualify their relationship. What's so special about Mary? But when you've been following Jesus, following and preaching and teaching with Jesus, then you know something about the person that you've been walking with. No person. Even around Jesus' homeboys could supersede Mary's devotion to Jesus. That's why she stayed at the tomb. She stayed at the tomb weeping. And I, I think she gives us another lesson. Don't despise the messenger. But the second lesson that she gives us is stay with Jesus. And I don't care if you find yourself in a dead situation like Mary when when it seems like Jesus is gone, you just stay with Jesus. Too many folk have been waiting on the light of day, but are you afraid of the dark? You just sometimes you just gotta stay with Jesus. I, I don't know how this thing gonna work out, I don't know what the end's gonna be, but since I'm on the journey, I, I might as well just stay with Jesus. I'm going to stay with Jesus. I'm going to keep, I can't see all of the things that will come to pass, but since I'm already on the journey, since I'm already on the path, I might as well stay with Jesus. If you think Jesus is absent in your life, some of us need to not only stay with Jesus, but perhaps you got to do like Mary did. Go back to the place where you last encountered him. Mary said, listen, I don't know where Jesus is, but I know where I last saw him. I know where they last laid him. And I come to tell someone if... If you confuse how do I stay with Jesus all you got to do is go back to the last place you encounter Jesus go, go back to reading your word and fasting and go back to regular church meetings and Volunteering in schools go back to visiting the sick and shutting go back to the place where you last met him. I Remember when dr. Weems taught me she said faith is the journey Between the last time you heard God and and your next encounter. Sometimes that time is months or days or years. Sometimes you, you're trying to work this thing out, and you're like, Lord, I heard a word from you, but where are you now? Where are you now? And when you forget where where you're going, or you forget all the journey, go back to where you last, where you last encounter. I'm gonna not be with you long. Mary bends over, looks in the tomb with tears in her eyes. She saw two angels. One at the foot and the head of where Jesus once laid. They ask her a stupid question. Why are you crying? He did. He's gone. What you mean why I'm crying? Unable to fathom the magnitude of why his body could be missing. Jesus meets her at the tomb as well, asking her a question. Woman, why are you weeping? And Jesus puts something on it. Who are you looking for? somehow when you go back to the place where where you last encountered Jesus, all of a sudden you'll see that Jesus shows up again and ask you the question, what you looking for? Because I'm already here working things out. Why? Why you're trying to figure it out? I've been working this thing out. Why you've been worried and, and, and afraid and disgusted and frustrated? I've already been putting things in order on your behalf tears in her eyes she thinks the man that's talking to her is the gardener she says if you've taken away him tell me where you're later I'll go get Jesus but Jesus listen to this calls to her and says Mary Jesus brings Mary into new life simply by calling her name and I know you remember when grandma and mama called your name. See, it was a time when you was out playing. Maybe you weren't like me, but I kind of played outside in the streets. And there was a time when it was, you know, you kind of played with the lights until they went off. And you tried to, that little period, you tried to say, I'm going to stay out a little longer. See if I can work this thing out. And all of a sudden, I hear from the porch, Melanie. And I knew that if I didn't move that the trajectory of my condition would be changed. It would be changed drastically. So when I heard my name, I responded. Jesus turned her tomb situation into a womb situation by calling her name. You might be asking your boo, say my name, say my name but can you hear Jesus calling your name do you know the sound of Jesus's voice calling your name I came to tell someone you ain't forgotten God knows your name and when Jesus calls your name your situation changes You remember when Jesus called the name Lazarus, that when he said Lazarus come out that a dead situation turned into a life bearing situation that something happens when Jesus calls your name and Jesus called her name Mary. And immediately she recognized and said, teacher, see, followers of Jesus know how to hear Jesus' voice. You've got to know, that's my third point, you've got to know the voice of the Lord. The Bible says my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they followed me. Mary recognized Jesus not by her eyes because they were blurry with tears, but she recognized Jesus by his voice and she immediately began to worship him. See, something happens when the very thing that you had been hoping for now comes to pass and she begins to fall on Jesus and worship him and Jesus said don't don't hold on to me for your work is not complete I have an assignment for you see watch this when Jesus calls your name your situation changes but Jesus call your name there is a new assignment attached to your name so Jesus says Mary go back and tell the brothers that I am ascending to my father and your father to my God and your God it it appears that not only has her situation changed but she's also didn't assignment but look at this she's now claimed in the household of God anybody who, dis- who had a discrepancy about Mary's position John clarifies it in the text this is now both Jesus's father but also Mary's father it is both Jesus God but also Mary's God Jesus calls your name places you on assignment but calls you into the household of god you you belong to the royal family and she told the disciples four short words or five short words she told them i have seen the lord The best part of this story is not that she was the first to discover an empty tomb, not that her faithfulness was rewarded and she was given honor as the first to see Jesus, but the best part of this is that she was the first to herald the hope of the resurrection. As I go to my seat I want to leave you with this you got to look for Jesus you got to know Jesus's voice and you got to tell the good news everywhere you go you got to tell what you've been through you've got to share your testimony like Malika and Ashley I have seen the Lord oh you can't make me doubt them because I know too much about them. I've been through some things. I, I've experienced some things. I, I know Jesus for myself. And I, what I can tell you is that I've seen the Lord. Tell your story everywhere you go. And when you tell your story, you'll get shifted from the sideline to the front line. Jesus calls her to deliver the good news, to be the herald of the hope of the resurrection. And I just come to ask a few folk up in here, have you seen Jesus? Have you tried Jesus? Jesus already? Have you seen Jesus? Working in your situation? Have you seen Jesus? Healing your condition? Have you seen Jesus? Seeking to make you have you seen Jesus? And if I just got two or three witnesses up in here, who can declare I have seen the Lord? Oh I've seen him, I've seen him working things out I've seen him making ways out of nowhere I've seen him delivering and setting free I've seen him when he healed me I've seen him when he delivered me I've seen him when he saved me I've seen him when he rescued me When somebody tells you they've seen the Lord, you better believe her. There is no discrepancy about that thing. You you just got to believe her. You got to believe the herald of the resurrection. I understand now why David says, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. But soul shall make a boast in the Lord; the humble shall hear of it and be glad. But this ain't an individual thing. Oh, magnify the Lord with me! I said, Oh, magnify. see that the Lord is good blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord I've tried ain't he alright won't he do it I have seen I've seen the Lord may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O oh Lord my strength, and my redeemer. Amen.